Welcome to Season 2 of the Practicing Presence Podcast, where spiritual formation is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. What's going on, practitioners? What's up, friends? How we doing? We are talking about, excuse me, um, divine creativity and innovation um in being a change agent a a person who creates change um this one was interesting Cullen presented it to me this morning and I kind of had to sit with it um but I mean Jesus is absolutely a change agent uh in the ancient Jewish world like hands down no question um, Jesus was. Paul was also uh, a change agent um, and even says the words, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Um, so, no, there, there has to be a version of divinity in, um, in creating change. Yeah. Well, if you remember on this podcast, uh, I think it was the first series we did. We did it on sacred pathways. Mm, mm-hmm. And yeah. do you remember what one of those pathways are? The I think creative. It's number five. Yeah. It's the creative, I think, right? No, it's the activist. Oh, okay. And in there, uh, the author makes the claim or the argument that... Um, that Moses is an activist. Mm. And that's one pathway through which, you know, he experiences divinity. Um, if you accept that premise, then you accept the premise that being a change agent is divine. Yeah. Because that's what Moses sure. did. That's what Jesus did. That is mm. what, that is what we do. Um, so there's, Definitely this, like, active bucking the system, being a change agent piece. Being the one that is trying to do something different. Yeah. Which, when you're doing something different, it always requires innovation. Mm-hmm. It always requires viewing the world differently. For sure. Um, and I think the first person we see do this... Is God. From the outset of the story, God is a change agent. Mm. Let me show you. Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth. Now let's talk about that word created. I got a footnote in my Bible. For that word created. And that footnote says, or when God began to create, or in the beginning God created. That's because the way in which that word exists, it can be interpreted or translated multiple ways. When God initiates the creative act, 
is maybe the way we should say this. At which point God decides to initiate creation. The earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Hmm. The earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Creating order out of chaos. Well, Clayton, what is formless void? I don't know. My brain goes very scientific like a black hole. Um... What substance is formless if not in a form? Water. 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 It is void of form. It is just matter. Mm. It just exists where it exists. In the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. Boom. Setting of the stage. God is about to initiate creative action. The earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Where'd those waters come from? Who knows? It doesn't say God created those waters. In fact, it says, verse 3, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. So the first thing that God does is light it up so they can see it. But the first thing that that tells us is that it's in contrast to what already existed. Because the earth was formless and void. And darkness covered the face of the earth. So the first thing God does is change what existed, which was only darkness. God initiates change that is good into darkness. The first thing we see from God, the first action, is God as change agent. God changing for the better what they discover. Yeah. That's what we should also be doing. That's the journey of progress. Um, that is the story of progress. Being a change agent. Yeah, so, like, I, I totally see this. Um, and I was thinking about that this morning when we were talking about it. Um I think um, it, the idea of taking something that doesn't work and making it work um, is divinely creative. Yeah, um, You're solving a problem. That. You, you are solving a problem. You are thinking critically about something, and that is divine. Um, so, and that is creating change. Um, 
whether you are doing that in a macro, mezzo, or micro level system, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, if you see a problem, if you can identify a problem and fix it, that is divine. Um, and just identifying the problem isn't enough. Yeah. Which I think is where a lot of uh, American Christians fall. Mm. Is that identify the problem with no solution? Correct. Uh, or don't care to create a solution. It's the lack of innovation. Um, well, yes. And it's absolutely the lack of innovation and lack of creative uh, thinking and critical thinking. Um, not being able to see the 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 in-between lines um, to come up with some sort of solution yep. or the lack of being able to see it. Yep. Um, because sometimes creating solutions means creating deficits within you. Yeah. Um, so sacrificing things, giving things up, um, sometimes we'll create solutions. Um, like like the little boy from the the feeding the five thousand that we talked about on Monday. Um, he gave of his own resources to create a solution to the problem. He had faith that he was going to get it back, um, but he didn't have a guarantee. He gave of this food to feed this 5,000 people. And there's another story a lot like it too, where somebody gave of what they had without any expectation of return, um, created a deficit amongst themselves for the community of people. Uh, identified a problem. These people are hungry. Well, who has X? I do. I have faith that you're going to be able to take this and do something with it. Go. Um, sometimes that is creating change. Giving of what you already have. Well, that's always creating change. Because we can only yeah, create change fair. out of what we have. Yo, that's that's very fair. You only have what you have. You only have what you have. Yeah, that's And we create fair. change out of what we have. Mm -hmm. It's the only way we can operate. Um, now, in that, here's the beauty of it. Every person has the capacity to create change. Oh, for sure. Every person has the capacity to change their world, their reality, their existence. Because you have life. And since you have the basic thing that is life, you have the ability to gain and create. That's right. Um, there might be some systems that don't let you do that. That That is a thing. And that is uh, a different level of creation that is creations of death, I think, is a, is a good way to talk about that. Um But divine creativity allows growth for you and other people. Of which you can do with what you have. Yeah. 
For sure. There is always a way to move forward with what you have. Oh, always. Oh, because you're doing it naturally. Yeah. You're always figuring out how to move forward with what's best, with what you have and what's accessible to you. For sure. I, I think it becomes a really sad conversation. And now that I've thought about this, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Um, the people who become suicidal because they do not see change. Yeah. Uh, a way to change their situation or the situations of others. Yeah. Uh, they don't see a way out of the cycle. The cycle. The broken the, the, system. The bullshit. Yeah. That they just give up. Um, we, we have to talk about that. Um, it's because not enough people are creating the change. Yeah. Not enough people are stepping up and being the change agents. Yeah. Um, we are complacent in our everyday lives and do what is good for us, but forget to do what is good for the other. Yeah. Um, that's sad that we live in a country that says it is predominantly Christian and this will be an example that I use forever I swear to God as long as there are children without placement in social services we call this CWAP as long as there are children without placement, without homes that are in the custody of the state, and we continue to call ourselves a Christian nation and these kids still exist, we're not doing our jobs because there is more Christian families, and you're the first person I heard to say this, there are more Christian families than kids in, the, in this country that need homes or families that would identify as Christian. Yeah. Um, if every Christian family adopted one child, we could damn near solve this problem. No, if every Christian family adopted one child, there's not enough children to go around. Oh, The statistic correct. is from 2017 that in 2017, there were 350,000 evangelical churches yes. in America that average 75 people in like weekly attendance yeah. and there were 400,000 children in the foster care system. Mm -hmm. So if one family from every church did that, we could virtually mm -hmm. wipe it out. If one, if every family did it, there's not enough children to go around. Yeah. Okay. And I agree with you because my best friend does this work. Right. Um, here's where, here's the numbers that I was thinking. If we could, if we could fix that problem, we get pretty damn close to solving the, the homelessness issue uh, because so much of our homeless population are youth, yep, our adolescents, um, uh, LGBTQ youth. Like this is this is not a thing that I want us to miss. And yeah, um, in, in this country, we have a lot of. Gay kids that end up on the street because their family would not accept them. Um, if you want to be the Jesus family, take that kid in and you are creating change, not just in your own life 
and in the macro system, but for this one person, yeah, this one kid who needs a home. Yeah. Uh, no. In 2019, Houston ISD, which is a large ISD, probably the largest ISD in the state. Houston ISD had 4,100 kids that were homeless, mm. but were regular students in HISD. Yeah. Um, That's appalling. We have kids sleeping on the floors of CPS offices, uh, hotel rooms, just because there's nowhere to send them. Nowhere to put them. Um, nowhere to place them. And I worked for a facility for a little while, and if you've been around here long enough, you might have actually heard about it, um, where we did some of this work. Um Guess what? We didn't have the resources needed to truly help them. It was around Christmas time um, last year, about a year ago now. I am going to the community. I'm writing letters. I'm trying to get everything I can for these guys to have a Christmas in a largely Christian area also. And having a heck of a time being able to put one together for them. I got more for these guys from people outside their own community because I had relationships with those people. Yeah, Their community, their Christian community around them didn't give them a damn thing. Yeah. Um... We're not even giving these kids Christmases, y'all. Let alone homes. Yeah, they don't get anything. And we're coming up on the holidays. Dude, I swear to God, if you just give them a football or a basketball, you're, you're changing this kid's year. Yeah. I had a kid, had 13 caseworkers in one year. Because they kept dropping off because caseworkers are also treated like crap because they're trying to be change agents and the state's not giving them the funding to do it. But that's a different conversation. This kid had 13 caseworkers in one year. He couldn't even remember all their names. But when so easily the church could step up and take care of this kid. This is a little bit different. This was a special facility. Um, but the, the fact that kids um, do change caseworkers so much is, is true. Um, in our facility, they couldn't, he couldn't have been adopted. He had to stay with us. We were his legal guardians. Um, but there is several hundred other kids out there just like him that aren't in facilities like us. Yeah. Who, according to the state, gets a new parent every seven and a half months. It's terrible. Um, it's a broken system. 
it's it's terrible um and we could be that change we could fix that problem sorry i've rambled i'm getting off my high horse no everybody can fix that problem everybody has the ability to make a difference in their world um everybody has that ability to be a change agent in their world it's just a question of how much effort are you willing to put in to fix the problems that you see thanks for listening to the practicing presence podcast hosted by wellhouse church be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode it's free and it helps us immensely also feel free to check out our other podcasts